Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we are talking about season three, episode 13. Yep. Brothers, a love story. Cue vomiting noises now. <laughs> Ooh, that Ooh. made my throat very girly. Yeah, that, that actually sounded like vomit at the That's end. That's starting to get very real. So we're back from London. Back from London, living the dream. Good song. Very pretty. <laughs> yeah, but so we're back from London, and uh, we've been back for almost a week now, so we're mostly recovered from jet lag. Mostly. Um, Just we, normal American tired now, yes. not like jet lag tired. Not like jet lag tired. But we had a good time. We had a, a gay old time. We did. In fact. We saw lots of gay plays. We did. We saw Rotterdam, which was amazing. We saw it right before it closed. And we saw American... No. American Angels. Fuck you. And we saw Angels in America. We did see Angels in America starring um, Nathan Lane and Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield and Russell Tovey. And it oh. was a gay fantasia on whatever. National themes. National themes. There you go. <laughs> I kept being like modern, modern. And I'm like, that's wrong. That's wrong. Nope. Yep. Modernism sucks. Modernism can blow me. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm a prophet. <laughs> All right, let's get started with this week's episode, which okay. is very modern and very national. And a, li- a little bit of a gay fantasia. Definitely a gay fantasia. <laughs> okay, so this episode, Brothers, comma, a love story. Will's romance becomes strained because Matt is still in the closet. That's it. That's the whole summary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty fair, because we were talking before we started recording that, like, Really, that plot line is the plot line for this right, episode. Right, like, Jack and Karen's plot, like, I don't even know if we should talk about it, honestly. Like, It's so perfunctory. It's it's literally just to give them something to do. They have maybe five minutes of screen time. Yeah. Like, but, like, this episode is really devoted to Will and Matt, and to a lesser degree, Grace, but really as, like, his conscience. Okay, yes. Like, so let's talk about this first of all. And so this is, like, this is a thing that I want to discuss with my with my actual IRL, Matthew. It is true, yes, that it tends to be a trend that many gay men go by their full first names. Yes. So So him going by his nickname, Matt, in real life and on air is very suspicious. Yes, so I just want to do a quick, a quick, just peeking back. Um... So he is referred to as Matt last episode. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was like for It's pretty consistent. No, it's pretty consistent for every episode that he appears in. He's called Matt. Yeah, so I, I feel like that was like a kind of subtle thing that the that the uh, writers did by hinting at like his closetemic closetness was going to be an issue. <laughs> and he's just a jock. Like it, yes. makes, it makes sense Rip. that even like a gay jock would be like, oh yeah, my name is Matt. Ooh, right. let's throw the ball around. Like, you know what I mean? Come on, sport, let's grill some pigskins. I think I I pithily said the other day that there's either straight boys who have nicknames or there's gays with daddy issues. Yep. And clearly Matt has a lot of daddy issues in yep. this plot. Pretty much every gay that we know that doesn't go by their full first name has some daddy issues. Yeah. We're not going to name names, but you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so let's... Let's lay it out quick, like, what the actual scenario is, because it's pretty easy oh to explain. Oh my god, sorry, let's just take a minute to admit that Will has daddy issues. Oh yeah, duh, obviously we didn't know that. Yeah, and I just hadn't thought about it in this context, sorry. <laughs> Carry on, so let's lay it out. Um, so, it's, everything seems to be going pretty well, because, like, Matt has his new job, mm-hmm. Will is, like, cutely watching him on TV, And it's bringing adorable. Jack along, and Jack is like, what is this thing where... 
what are they doing? And he's like, that's basketball. And he's like, oh, and where where is this taking place? And Will's like, it's at Madison Square Garden. And he's like, oh, my stars, that's a sports stadium now? Like, <laughs> sports uh, auditorium now. Is sports I think the term auditorium he uses. now. Yes, that's what he said. But I just remember sitting there thinking, oh, Jack is me, because that's basically my reaction <laughs> to any and all organized sports. I'm just like, oh, look at them with them balls. Look at the things these muggles come up with. Exactly. But it, what happens is that, so he's got this fancy new job now, and his boss comes in for no reason. He his ca- boss would not be at Madison Square Garden just hanging out in the locker right, room. Right, just hanging out watching him do like a spot in the locker room. But for whatever, for plot reasons. For completely unnecessary plot reasons, Will introduces himself to this random guy, which is not a thing that people would do in social context, but whatever, let's not talk about it, whatever. Maybe it would before the internet, I don't know. He introduces himself, and then he's like, the hi. boss is like, literally like, who are you? Yeah, he's like, hi, I'm Will. And they shake hands, and the guy's like, shaking his hand, he's like, who are you? Right. And Matt introduces Will as his brother. Yeah, because Will's like, oh, I'm Matt's, and then trails off, seeming to realize what is happening, and then Matt comes in with brother. I would disagree. I would say that Will is not trailing off. I think, like, Matt, like, literally cuts him off, which makes Mm. it even worse. I might have to rewatch that scene. But essentially, there is some interruption that happens, and Matt supplies the word brother. Right. And the episode really doesn't go much further than that, other than that, like, there's obviously a conflict there, Mm -hmm. and the conflict is eventually resolved, although not until after Will is, like, really bummed about it. Right. So basically, Will is understandably pretty fucking offended Mm -hmm. that this guy was, like, brother and didn't just own that they were dating. Right. And so they have, there's this scene where... Or even say friend. Right. Friend would have made a little bit more sense. Like, they maybe weren't official yet. Like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, brother is, like, just a pivot in the wrong direction. Right. So, Will goes to Grace's office the next day, and he's ranting and raving, and this, this felt like a scene out of my own life with you. (laughs) Because Will is just like, blah, 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 blah. I can't believe he did this. And Grace is like, so break up with him. And he's like, but I can't believe that he did this. I like, I'm just, I'm so offended. And Grace is like... So break up with him. And it just, it goes on and on and on. And he's like, I just don't know what to do. And Grace is like, you should break up with him. And then he's like, I think I'm going to break up with him. And then like storms out. And literally I've had these conversations with Matthew before. I'm sorry. Okay. Like you've been in a relationship and it's not going well. And normally it's not. So break up with him is my line. My line is almost always. So talk to him. Right. And then. Maybe it should be break up with him. Maybe it should. Maybe I should just. You do it the wrong way. So you want to like, if you say break up with him, they'll be like, No. I'm going to go talk to him like a grown-up. And then we get married and it's happily ever after. Yeah, except you forget that you're kind of a little snot when you're in relationships. So if I owned the fact that I didn't like one of your boyfriends and I was like, so break up with him, you'd be like, how dare you not like him? And then you'd immediately flip your position. To be fair, you don't like any of my boyfriends. Well, you should stop dating people I don't like. Huh? What'd you think about that? (laughs) How about them apples? So anyways, Grace is like, we'll break up with him because right. Will should definitely break up with him. And so then Will comes back and he is describing to Grace what she believes is them breaking up. It's obviously not. It is obviously not because it's a sitcom. Right. I think this is pretty... I want to say realistic. Some people are better at this than other people. But I've been in that position where like someone does something you really don't like and you give them a pass because you like them. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to not like that thing about them. Yes. I mean, you kind of have the opposite problem, though, with me, where, like, if someone does something I don't like, and then I break up with them, you're like, but why would you do this? Well, and, and that makes sense. Like, if I view the world that way, it makes sense that, like, why would you break up with them after this one thing? But it's, like, a big thing. Well, but maybe you could talk to them. Mm, but I don't want to. 
Anyways, but so yeah, so Will basically gives Matt a pass because he said he liked Will. Right. And that told him he was handsome. <laughs> and Grace is understandably fed up in part because Will had just, you know, spent the last 24 hours ranting and raving about this to her. But also because, like, you know, Will is an out and proud gay man and she wants to support his out and proudness and doesn't want to support a relationship that would require a lot of secrets and lies and closetedness. See, and I Closetedness. Sorry. I just, I think that's where the episode falls short for me because it... It does all this in shorthand. Yeah. We we get all this stuff that Will is dealing with. I mean, like, he doesn't want to be in the closet, and he mm. wants to have a good relationship, and he wants... You know what I mean? Like we, a, don't, we don't see any of these scenes with Matt, you know? Right. We don't actually see him, like, describe why he's standing up for himself. Mm-hmm. This episode is simultaneously too long and too short. I agree. Yeah, it's it's kind of got, like, a little bit of the show-don't-tell problem. Yes. Like, where it's telling a lot and not really showing us very right. much. Like, the only time we actually see Will have a conversation with Matt is when they're in the restaurant. And it's after he's already, like, agreed to the terms of the closeted relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's weird as shit. Can you not say the word closeted? Closeted? Closeted. <laughs> you were just having a lot of trouble tonight. Closeted. Closeted. Got it. You're good? Closeted. No, I did it wrong <laughs> You again. did it wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's just, it's frustrating because, like, this is a good episode from one standpoint because it's, like, demonstrating, like, how to be, like, proud of yourself. But also, right. like, it's just not, it's not there. Yeah. It's, I don't even know how to say it. It's not like it's handling it in a very straight way. Like, it's a very gay episode. Right. It's it's just... Uh, it, yeah. it's, it's just simultaneously too long and too short. Yeah. Like, you're totally right. Like, it's not enough time devoted to it, but at the same time, the episode drags forever because they keep telling us what's happening instead of showing us what's actually right. happening. Like, the episode, I think, maybe could have worked if they'd replaced literally any of the scenes with Grace... Right. Or Karen and Jack, just write them out of the episode completely, mm-hmm. with Will and Matt actually having a conversation. Right. And maybe it would have worked, but I don't know. Like... And part of it is that the show doesn't want to be too dramatic. Like, it, ha- it keeps thinking it has to be funny all the time. Right. And so, in order to do that, it's taking all the dramatic scenes out until the very end and, like, wrapping them in an, a comedic onion blossom. Right. But it's just... It's weird, dude. Like, I think that the thing that suffers the most is Patrick Dempsey's character, Matt. Like, I agree. I think... Who has previously not been shown to be the shallow. No, so... Or, shallow's not the right word. It's just, like, scared almost. Like, I, yeah. I just... I want an exploration of that. I want him to defend himself in well, a and, way that isn't just him telling Will, but sports, Will. And Will going back to Grace being like, but sports, Grace. I mean, and we've, we've seen signs that Matt is not a good partner for Will already. But, mm-hmm. but for more... Not for more. For less integral reasons. Right, like, for like more reasons of, that you could just work with. Like, right. oh, my partner's really into sports, but I'm not. We make it work. Right. Like, the, the things that we've seen before are, like, more of a mismatch in interest than, yeah. like, an integral, like, personality clash. None of which are deal breakers. I mean, right. like, even in the, literally in the last episode, Matt is like, I don't need you to like sports. We can make this relationship work. Right. And it's, like, totally fine. So, like, the fact that there's just really no conversation about it at all that we see is weird and then we get that bit so they're in the fish restaurant which jack pitches to them as like where boyfriends take their closeted boyfriends yes and so they go to the closet fish place and grace is there because she wants an onion blossom but she refused to come to dinner with both of them because she's mad 
And that's something else that I thought could have been explored more as well. Like, because this episode is so focused on Will's plot line, like, I feel like Grace deserved to have more plot given to the fact that she actually stands on her principles. Right, like, I... She still comes to get the onion blossom. Which, that's kind of her principles. Her, her... Right, her, her principles are food and pride. Yeah, food and pride. Like I, Tess. Yeah, I relate. I, yeah. Big mood, like, <laughs> I feel... I'm literally just throwing that in there because I said that to Matthew the other day, and he's like, stop making me feel like an old, what is this slang that you're using? I don't get it. Big mood. Um, but yeah, so Grace, like, stands on her principles, but it's weird because we don't really get those explored at all. She's just like, no, I'm not going to dinner because I don't think you should have to be closeted for a guy. I think that's a fascinating stance for her to take. And it's just really underplayed in the episode. Right, I would just love to see an exploration as to why that is her stance. Does it have to do with her and Will's past romantic relationship? Mm -hmm. Is it something that happened with Will and Michael that we don't know about? Like, there needs to be some reason as to why these are her principles. Because principles for the sake of principles don't really exist. Right. Especially not... With two-dimensional television characters. Well, I think part of it, too, is that she's taking such a hard stance because Will is being so wishy-washy about it. Right, which... Because, like, that's classic Will and Grace. Like, one of them takes one opinion, one of them takes the other opinion, but... Right, which, like, I can see. I feel like even in our real-life relationship, when one of us is being wishy-washy, the other one tends to cement more of a firm belief system simply because the other one is kind of, like, floating out in space and we're trying to give you an anchor. So I just... That's normal, but it's still... It's interesting to portray, and I feel like if this episode had been given room to breathe, Mm -hmm. we could have seen some of that. Right. But I don't know how it would have in the confines of a Will and Grace episode. Right. Like, it almost feels like it needed to be a two-parter, but it would have been a a fucking bummer of a two-parter, man. Yeah, this is, like... like, This isn't like, um... What's it called? The one where Grace is dating Will's brother. Oh, yeah. um, Like, that one is a two-part episode, but it's got a totally different tone because the two halves are separate. Right. Like, I feel like it could have maybe done it like that. Yeah. And that one was still funny. Big Brother is Coming? Is that what that one was called? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that one was still really funny. Like, and, and this episode could have worked that way if it was, maybe if it built up to it more and, like, the yeah. decision for Will to stay with Matt was at the end of the first part. Right. But, maybe. But but yeah. then I just, I don't need the story to be two episodes long, but I also, it doesn't feel long enough to be an entire episode, but if you're not going to make it longer than an episode, it feels too flat. Right. I just feel like considering that Will initially isn't cool with it, then decides he can be cool with it, then realizes he can't be cool with it. Like, all of that stuff happening in the space of... Right. We don't see him make any of those decisions. We don't see any of those decisions with the last one, and it kind of feels flat because we didn't see the first two. Right. Like, Like, I've been in this position where, like, you make allowances for someone because they like you. Not because you like them. Because they like you. Very pivotal. And I I do appreciate that Will and Grace... I think that's important. I do appreciate that Will and Grace locks into that. It's not about you liking them. It's about them liking you... And you not wanting to lose that. Yep. I get that. I think that's legit. But we don't actually really see that. Mm-mm. Like. We don't actually see anything that indicates to us that Matt likes Will, except for Will's word. Right. I Which, mean, like, there's a reading of this episode where, where. Will is completely delusional. Oh, okay. Well, that too. <laughs> but there's also a reading of this episode where Matt is, like, actually like a douche canoe. Like, you can right. read it as he's just trying to make it work and he's living his life and he's doing the best he can. And, like. I think that's probably the reading they're going for. I think that's the more charitable reading, and that's what they're trying to, like... But we see so little of him in this episode. Right, that it's entirely possible he's a douche. Like, the sequence at the at the very end where Will basically tells um, Matt's boss that he's gay. He's Matt's gay brother. Right. I feel like that scene could be read as... Like a struggle? Well, not even a struggle. It could be read as Matt being like, hey, don't blow this for me. Right. You know, not even like, hey, I'm really conflicted about this. Like, this is obviously really hard for me. Right. 
even the acting choices there were were strange. Like, I didn't really know what Patrick Dempsey was trying to go for there. There's that whole line about, yeah, two dudes together just isn't right or whatever. And I thought that was an interesting... Tr- that That's the other thing about this episode. I feel like it's very locked in its time period for a yeah. lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was an un... In this time period, I don't think it was necessary for Matt to say that. No. He could just let it go. Could have just been like, no, I'm not gay. And I think that's, it's it's very telling that that's finally what pushes Will over the edge. Right. Like, well, because it's not just a denial of being gay. It's a denial of gayness as, like, an acceptable thing. Right. And, like, there's a difference between saying that, like, someone's your brother. Like, when you want to have a close relationship to them. Like, right. I think Will can justify that to himself. He's like, okay, but, like... I'm not just a friend. Like, I'm close. I'm family. Whatever. I'll make right. it work. Right. But, like, the, the like blatant display of internalized homophobia, yes. I feel like really kind of... That's is- what finally gets him. Because it, it's... Part of it is that Will is seeing himself do that. I think yes. Will doesn't want to be a part of that. Will mm-hmm. doesn't want to start doing that to himself. Like... Right. We've seen Will now, because of this flashback episode we had a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. as a conflicted character with a lot of self-loathing, and he has moved on from that over the last right. 15 years. So it's it's really very present in our minds as we're watching him be like, no, nope, I think two guys together is hot. Yeah. And that, and that's the other thing, is that Will doesn't have to go that far either. He no. can just leave. He could have just been like, I'm out, or he could have just been like, I'm gay and leave. But like right. the fact that he like goes for it like in such a militant way is pretty... Uh-huh. It's comedic, but it's also really powerful. Yeah. Like... As, <laughs> as a side note about the Will of Grace revival, I'll be curious to see if any of the characters have gotten more militant. Mm. I kind of doubt it, but because the show is criticized so often for being such conservative take on gay characters, mm-hmm. but it's been so liberal in all of its marketing, yeah. I am curious to see if there's a, a shift in that. Because, right. it, frankly, in real-world terms, it makes sense for those characters to be increasingly radicalized as mm-hmm. 15 years have gone by without right. significant changes. No, that's absolutely, like, legit. Like, I mean, Jack obviously doesn't care. Karen obviously doesn't care. But Will and Grace? Right. Like, I mean, the first taste we got of this revival was an anti-Trump ad. Yeah. Like, seriously. So, like, I feel like it would be very strange to see these characters continue to be, like, wishy-washy apolitical gays. Right. I mean, this is one of the most politically gay episodes of Will and Grace we've ever watched. Mm-hmm. It's and it's up there. still pretty wishy-washy. Yeah. And since the show has that reputation and is airing in a totally different time, I would be very surprised if it did not attempt that in some way mm-hmm. to try to almost whitewash isn't the right word, but like to try to cleanse its image mm-hmm. and become more political and sort become... of like a tone for the past of wishy-washiness? Yes, a tone for the past. That's a much more positive way to say it. <laughs> that doesn't make Will and Grace sound like it's, like, taking off the blackface or something. <laughs> Next week on Will and Grace takes off the blackface. <laughs> oh, my God. What's, like, the term for, like... There must be a term for that, like, playing gay. Um, we haven't invented it yet. Will and Gracing. The rainbow face? Like The rainbow know. face. Oh, my God, that'd be so magnificent. Oh, man. Next year for Pride, let's do Tess up in a rainbow face. Oh, that sounds... Racist. No, it would be very colorful and beautiful. But I'm bisexual. It could be colorful on one half and boring on the other half. I know you don't realize that you're doing it, but you're totally prior waltering right now. Like, okay, now you're doing it. Oh, now I'm doing it with the wrong hand. Yes, that's very good. You guys should all check out, um, I think it's coming to theaters soon, but I'm pretty sure that Angels in America, they taped it, the Mm -hmm. production we saw. So it's going to be in theaters, I think in the UK and in the US. Yeah. So if you have a chance to check it out, check it out. It was so good and so gay. (laughs) And like, that was basically like the highlight of our London trip. Like we got up and queued for for a line at 6 a.m. Like we got up prior to 6 a.m. So worth it. So worth it. 
Wasn't too bad for queuing. No. I just mean, like, everything that your sister said about queuing for Broadway, this seemed a lot more calm. Yeah, I would never queue for Broadway. Mm -mm. I might do it for Dear Evan Hansen if they still did a queue. Yeah. But probably not now. Well, anyway. Anyway. So, anyway, the resolution of this episode is that we'll single again. Boo-hoo. But at least he's not, like... all shocked. At least he's not straight. Yep. And as we all know, it's better to be single than straight. Indeed it is. Trademark. Hashtag. Like... (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah, so like the whole episode, it's like the final joke at the end is kind of like, it's not really worth the build up, but basically like Will says he's gay and then Karen comes in and says, you screwed me, Will Truman, because there's oh, yeah, I keep that, whole, about that, part. that whole bit about how Will updated Stan's will to give third of his money to like women's shelters and charity and stuff. I guess, yes, I guess it is good that Jack and Karen and Grace get to show up and make some funny jokes to mitigate the seriousness of the Right, but that's like literally it. And then like the like the final beat is of Jack walking in with a guy to the fish restaurant and Matt's, it's Matt's boss's son. It's Matt's yeah. boss's son. And so like, it's literally like the last bit is Matt, Jack, Justin, dad, Rocky, Doctor Scott, <laughs> like that's it. That's the that's the end. Goodbye. Then <laughs> uh, yeah. that was the whole build up of the entire B plot, right? To that moment. So goodbye to Patrick Dempsey. We'll miss you. I guess He's, it's good to know that you continued your theme in retrospect of being wonderful at first, then mediocre, mm, then terrible, then terrible. But you did it in a much briefer fashion on Will and Grace than on Grey's Anatomy. Oh so my like. God. Applause? Yeah, I guess. End of applause. You're just going to slow clap it just a little bit. Just three claps. That's all you get. a gentle slow clap. You're on for three episodes, you get three claps. Three claps. Three claps and you're out. (laughs) Well, that's it, I think. Yeah. Um, Nice to talk about just one plot, I guess. I guess. It's kind of a nice change for us. But hopefully we're back to some more traditional Will and Grace nonsense next week. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this at least isn't quite so duddy of a dud. Like, we've had, like, kind of a lull the last few True. episodes. Like, this one at least gave us something we could sink our teeth into. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny, really, but... No. And certainly a better resolution to their romantic plot than uh, Grace and Ben got. Oh, yeah, that's true. This... I feel like we're growing towards being able to actually resolve romantic plots on this show. All right. Someday. Someday. Oh. Well, that's about it for us. Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can yell at us on social media? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, if you want to say nice things or mean things to us, the best place to do both of those things is on Twitter. Mostly because if you say mean things, you're limited to only 140 characters. Only 140 characters of meanness. And if you want to say nice things, you can always tweet twice. Yeah. If you don't want to go there, you can also find us on Facebook, on Medium, on Mixcloud, on iTunes, on Tumblr, on email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. The list is not quite endless, but it probably could be if we really exerted ourselves. If we tried harder, we could have a longer list. Alas, we do not try We're trying, harder. I think, just the right amount. We're trying a mediocre amount? I didn't say mediocre. You said mediocre. Don't we're put try- words in my mouth. We're trying a medium amount? Yes. Medium is like mediocre, but it's shorter, so you don't have to work as hard for it. Yay! <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to us this week. Yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye bye. Bye bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hi, Eliza. Did you miss us? 
Meow. Good girl. This episode was brought to you by Anti-Incest Gay Dating Services. Coming up with things to call your partner that aren't your brother since 1994. For example, hello, this is Will, my... Plumber. Electrician. Proctologist. Gynecologist. Improv coach. Autobiographer. Parole officer. Nail technician. Platonic BDSM slave. Personal assistant. Stepdad. Upstairs neighbor. Downstairs neighbor. Blood muffin. 